Hello and welcome to the Wood Floor Podcast. This podcast is for anyone in the wooden floor industry in the UK and beyond. We interview some of the suppliers, manufacturers, wholesalers, contractors on the ground, retailers and anyone in between. The podcast is brought to you by Cockrell & Co. You can find more information about us at cockrellandco.co.uk. Enjoy the show and do not forget to hit the subscribe button. Welcome onto the podcast, Alex. First question, who is Alex from Smartwood Flooring? Um, hi, Tom. I am Alex and I obviously own Smartwood Flooring and we specialise in uh, sanding, restoration, engineered flooring, uh, solid flooring, LVT flooring, laminate flooring. So a bit of everything, I think. Awesome. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing this for 17 years, so since I left school. A lot, I've, I think I've got a baby face, so a lot of people don't realise actually like um, how long I've actually been doing it. I obviously went out and started on my own three years ago. Okay, and that wasn't the normal. It was from what, when we had the quick chat before the podcast. Um, you obviously worked with, with your mum, your parents, and their existing well-established business, and then you took the decision to uh, pack your bags and set up somewhere completely different. What happened there? Yeah, so when I left school, uh, my mum was, uh, I was adamant that I wanted to join the army. And my mum was like, oh, wait till you're 18 and then we'll discuss it. But she was like, for the meantime, I think you obviously need to pay your way. So she was like, oh, why don't you just come do a work experience with us, see if you like it. Um, so I was like, yes, okay. So we ended up going to uh, my parents and that was for six weeks and I actually really enjoyed it. So I carried on and that was for 13 years that I was with them. Yeah. Um, they gave me like the basic of how to run a company, um, how to do all the estimating, how to do um you know all the sanding the fitting like I, I i went to college and studied carpentry for three years um and then um we just i it just got to the point where i felt like i needed more of a challenge um and also um we we have family in scotland okay. um and, oh you could, should move up you should move up so me and my wife we we decided that you know, we wanted to try and start a new chapter in our life and yeah. uh, took the balls by the horn and decided to move up to Scotland, like didn't know the area very well, um, you know, for biz business wise, didn't know the area very well. And we um, just set up. There was a guy that I knew um from another flooring company that said oh if you ever move up to scotland like let me know and I, I can give you some like contacts so i spoke with him and like he gave me some work and i worked for him for about a year okay. and found that i was doing more work for him and not really focusing on my own work yeah uh, and when um covid hit he went under and right. i was forced to um like kind of forced to do smartwood floor in scotland on my own okay brilliant and what was the first job you got i mean i'm assuming you did some while you were working for him but what was the first scottish job you got can you remember that 
Yeah, I remember it quite well. Um, it was a hallway and it was for sanding because um, obviously sanding tends to be predominantly the, my uh, bread and butter. Yep. So I wanted a small hallway that was just sanded and sealed. And so I did that for him and he um, absolutely loved it. And, you know, I think about six weeks later, he phoned me back up and was like, oh, I've spoken with my wife and now we've decided that we want the lounge done. Um, and then I think it was like a year later, he then phoned me back up and was like, oh, we're going to get the dining room done now. Um, which, um, so although it was a small job, it ended up being quite a big job. Right. So it's continued from there. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to admit when I used to do sanding, I I must've been, well, it was, it was just under 20 years ago when I did my first sanding job and I sanded, I think 55, 60 square meters with a Makita orbital that, you know, didn't even have like a sort of grind function or anything like that. It was just a, a standard hundred quid Makita orbital. And that, that just sticks in my brain that I spent five yeah. days sanding something that would probably take, uh, well, probably just on a day or a day just to strip it back with a big machine. But yeah, first yeah. jobs are always, always the best. Uh, no one likes that. No one likes all the edging and things like that. So um, yeah. No, no, it's uh so um now you've gone up there. Um what do you feel that um makes you stand out from the competition? Sort of you like the West Coast, you just, sort of what to the west of Glasgow, is that yeah, about right here? Of Ayrshire based, so just about twenty minutes outside of uh, Glasgow. Right, okay. So what would make you stand out uh in your in your humble opinion? So I think what makes us stand out is that we are a family-run business. So we've got my wife that's in the office and uh, my nephew who's also on the tools with me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like when when we go to people's houses, um, people would just assume that, you know, it's everyone's not um, – part of the company they're part of the company but like subcontractors and things like that so when we actually turn up and i say oh this is actually my nephew they're like oh it is actually family it's not like a friend of a friend no. uh, so and people actually um like more of the older generation if that, if, if that makes sense um that are actually like family businesses um yeah. not just um you know um subcontracting uh, all the time um so yeah um what what are you finding challenging right now because we've had all sorts of things from diesel to covid um the you know possible recession but in the last two years what's really made you sort of sit up and think you know what what's the biggest challenge even in in the flooring industry at the moment um, so I think things that I'm struggling with at the moment um, has to be um, trying to get customers through the door. Um, so we we um, we do get obviously quite a bit of word of mouth is would say ninety percent of our work, but obviously get new customers to come through. Um, the customers that I want to come through is probably the hardest. Um, and- and also, um, obviously, just recruitment. I think. Um, yeah. Is that what have you got plans to grow the team even more? Is there, is there any more family members you can rope in, or you're going to have to go outside the net? Um, I want. 
it's a hard one. I would like to keep it in the family, but um, I there is literally no one else that would want to come and do the flooring. It's not something that you kind of like leave school and go, okay, I'm going to go into the flooring industry. You kind of just stumble into it. Um, so I think we may have to outsource, um, yeah. which obviously, you know, we have our core values and I think that person has to have be such a core person to all those values of us. Yeah. You must have been on a good training course to know that. It's uh... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Or, or even listen to a podcast. I'm sure there's a podcast somewhere about core values and recruitment with that. Hello, listeners. Sorry to interrupt the show. As you know, if you've been listening to this show for a while, we don't run ads on this podcast. But I thought this would be of value to you. We, as wooden flooring experts, use certain companies and partners to do our jobs and to help us progress. So, for many years, we've worked with a company called Finewood Finishes, and some of our clients also work with this. So I couldn't resist to tell you something really quick. If you visit the Finewood Finishes website, that's finewoodfinishes.co.uk, they supply huge quantities of lacquers and oils and other materials to help you get your done, jobs done faster, more cost effective, and on time. When you put a certain code into the checkout, you will get a one-off discount. All you need to do is put into the promo code on the website, the Woodfloor Podcast, that's the Woodfloor Podcast, all one word, that will apply a discount that is only available for people that listen to this show. Anyway, we'll get back to the show. So over the um, years, You've got to have made a catastrophic mistake either in your existing business up in Scotland or when you were with a family business down south. What do you think the biggest mistake you've made either either out on site, emotionally or, or whatever? What would you not do again? Um, I think there's been a couple of ones that I had done. Um, there was one that sticks to my head every time that someone asked me this question. And that has to be, um, we were taking up some carpet and my dad said to me, whatever you do, when you're taking the gripper rods up, just be careful with the hammer because they've just had a brand new fireplace fitted. And I was 16 at the time. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. It's fine. Like, I'll be careful. I promise. And I, um, yeah, I accidentally hit the hammer on the corner of the fireplace and um, chipped it and right. ended up get the fire company to come out and basically re-grind it all back down and re-lacquer it or whatever they do, polish it back down or whatever. Um, and then the customer turned around and said to my mum, oh, but because she knew that that mark was there, Yeah fireplace so we end up having to take the whole fireplace out which meant wow. it had to be plastered repainted and yeah i think it cost my mum mum quite a bit of money but um the actual fireplace was actually fine so the company that we bought the new fireplace from actually put their the old one into like in their showroom and sold it right and then okay my back for that so as far as i'm aware but yeah i wasn't i was in the bad books for that one i think yeah well at least at least you didn't end up with the fireplace at least they took it back to 
try and yeah. re-advertise it, you could end up with your own fireplace that you didn't probably want. So. <laughs> Yeah, there was a, there's another one as well that um, my again my dad said to me, whatever you do, do not press the two red buttons. Um, I think they're obviously like a panic alarm. Um, so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, me being so curious at a young age, I was like, see, I have no idea what it could be, and yeah. I end up pressing the buttons and setting all the alarms off. And the customer was obviously at work in London and we had no way of switching them off. And then obviously like the police turn up and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, we're just working here. And I just pressed these. So yeah, but (laughs) phoning the customer was like, oh, like he's pressed the buttons. Um, And so they said, oh, you know, I think there's like a key or something to switch them off. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, definitely don't do them again. uh, Uh, so over the time um, for yourself or for, for your parents' business, um, what's the job that really stands out to you that you're so super proud of? Is it a fitting? Is it sanding? What? Which one really stands out to you? There's been. I think that's a difficult question because obviously yeah. I'm proud of my work. Like the there's some sanding jobs where you look at the sanders. Uh, the sanding um, and you go, yeah, I've done a really good job there um, considering it was like black and it was like the customer's like, I'm really dubious that you're going to get this up. And you're like, no, it's going to be fine. And it comes up and they're like, wow, it's come up better than I anticipated. But then also like going into Heron Bones, I've done a job um, a few a few months ago for um, uh, like a, a, a well-known brand and yeah. they were and bone with um a walnut inlay so uh, and then you step back and you look at that and you go yeah i've done a really good job there so it's it's um yeah there's so many that you can kind kind of go i'm i'm proud of all my work that i do so um otherwise i wouldn't be doing it you know good answer good answer um i'm assuming like when you first set up obviously tools were provided to you but since you've completely gone on your own i would probably say excluding your tools what is the biggest investment you've put into your business to get it where it is now definitely and obviously i'm not going to say this because obviously it's cliche or whatever but definitely the floor and freedom is a hundred percent it was a it for us as a company was um quite expensive to do but actually what i've got out of it and obviously the contacts that I've got out of it was probably most um, valuable stuff that I've, I've got to date. Well, I genuinely wasn't expecting that answer, but thank you very much. Um, yeah. yes, if, if anyone listened to the podcast, uh, Flying Freedom's a, a course me and my wife run. Um, I'm not going to pitch it anymore, but yeah, I like that, Alex. Thank, thanks very much. Uh, wasn't what I was expecting, but uh, no, brilliant. Thank you, yeah. Um. Right, we need to go into a bit of a fun round, and um, I'm going to start with um, Five Guys or Dominoes. Oh, um, definitely Dominoes, only because my brother-in-law works for them, so I get, like... <laughs> you get the <laughs> discount. <laughs> and, you, and you don't like spending 35 quid on a burger. <laughs> Who wants to? No, I've never. To be fair, I've never had a Five Guys. So you've never uh, had a Five Guys. Whoa, right. whoa, like, Jesus! <laughs> like I price for them that it's a ridiculous, and I refuse to spend that much for a burger. So 
it's a it's a very fine line if it's worth it but i think you need to you need to break your five guys virginity and just treat yourself once go and do a really nice job for someone and then just go and find the i would probably think there where, where's the nearest one glasgow i would think it's uh yeah well yeah. three head so yeah i think yeah so you, you're gonna have to do that it's a, it's a very fine line but we won't get into five <laughs> <laughs> but it it is it is it is a great burger, but it is bloody expensive. So, well, uh, sorry, go on. I think uh, what are their chips like. Sometimes you can have a great burger, but rubbish chips. The chips are great, but there's a there's a tactic with it. If two of you go, you only need a small chips with five guys. Do not order the medium or the large fries because no matter how much your appetite, I've never seen such a ridiculous amount of chips. So, yeah, the chips are great, but you just need to order two burgers, small chips, um, and then whatever drink you choose. That's That tends to be my uh, thing, and the small chips does does two of you. So, yeah. So there's some hot advice. Don't go all guns blaze and get two large chips because you may as well set fire to your chips because you're not going to eat them. So, okay. so, so there you go. Put it on the goals list. Um, and, uh, yeah, right, sunbathing or skiing. Oh, definitely sunbathing. Right. Wine or beer? Beer. Right. Just because, like, I, I'm one of those guys where I think I wish I could sit down with a nice big glass of wine and look sophisticated. Uh, I can't even say it now. Look sophisticated. And then, but obviously, it's just the taste. It just tastes like vinegar to me. Yeah, no, it's, I'm not a wine wine person, but. Um, so if you were, I know you've, you've recently renovated a house, but let's say your absolute dream house, what flooring would you be fitting if you was an unlimited choice? Oh, so I've obviously listened to a lot of your podcasts and everyone says Heronbone, but I think me, um, just to be different, I would like a, a wide plank, like a 220 or something like that. Yeah. Um, Any sort of colours in mind? Like a solid oak or something. Cool. Uh, just a natural, natural oak. Just a natural, like I yeah. can't be just a natural floor for me. Yeah. Brilliant. And if this evening you won ten million pounds, what would be the first three things that you would spend it on? Uh, probably get a new van. Um, and have you not uh, just got one? You want another one? But I've got two vans on the go at the moment, and one. Oh, is, I'll oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, I think I would maybe go on. I can't go on holiday because my wife's pregnant, so that's out of the question. Um, give some money to my family, um, and yeah, Good. just for a nice meal, maybe. Like I don't think I don't I don't think that money should change you too much like because obviously um yes i'm obviously in the flooring to make money but also i'm i feel that if you have too much money your ambition tends to go with it yeah. so i think i would rather just give it away and be live comfortable but still have like a full-time job um because then that gives you the drive every day to get up and go to work yeah Class, and do you think if you had, could buy a house anywhere in the country, would you still stay, stay in Scotland? Yes, hundred percent. Nothing, 
makes me want to move back down to Brighton. Um, it's just a, a completely different way of life up here. Um, it's slower. Like people aren't always in a rush to get everywhere. Um, and yeah, like, you know, when you're buying your house, for like 50 grand like compared to like what it is down south it's ridiculous so um you get a lot for 10 million then you get, yeah. I think you get you get your own private island just off uh off the coast i think for, for a couple of million i would think um tea or coffee tea. tea and once you've won this 10 million and you've got your new van what would be your daily runner on a weekend for like as in a car what car would you buy i don't know um because i just run, run around in my van so as, if my van's all souped up then maybe it's like, <laughs> uh, i don't know i had i've got a, like a mad obsession with like the old-fashioned minis yeah maybe something like that nothing too flashy and the biggest question of the podcast coming on now mash roasties or chips um mash i think but it depends how it's done it has to be done with butter and milk with a little bit of salt i don't um, want this mats like smash stuff yeah proper <laughs> proper made from potatoes not not uh not in the microwave brilliant um so where can everyone follow you and find you um if people want to get in contact with you uh so i've got uh instagram uh, uh that's uh smartwood flooring yeah. Um, I've got my Facebook page, which is Smart with Florence Scotland. Um, and I do have a website. It's www.smartwoodflooring.com. But that's also my, uh, like, uh, my parents one. So we're just kind of uh, sharing at the moment until uh, I can get my new website. Um, and also on TikTok, um, under Alex Derry. But that's just it. I do have a bit of work on there, but also, um, right. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Alex. It's uh, been great to have you on. Ah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Woodfloor podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Cockrell and Co. To find out what we do please visit the website cockfullandco.co.uk, leave us a review, and do not forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll see you here again soon.